This is HPR episode 1988 entitled Linux from Scratch. It is hosted by first-time host Brian in Ohio and is about 7 minutes long. The summary is my experience of installing Linux from source. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. Hello, Hacker Public Radio. Brian in Ohio here, longtime HPR listener, first time host. I thought I'd talk to you about my experience of building a GNU Linux system from source using the Linux from scratch distro. My first attempt at building a Linux system from source was Pocket Linux. Pocket Linux is a guide found at the Linux documentation project. It walks you through the process of building a Linux system from source onto three and a half inch floppies, hence the name. The guide is still available and can be found at tldp.org. A link is in the show notes. Pocket Linux is a fun project. There's nothing like hearing Linus say Linux on a system you've built from source. But in the end, Pocket Linux, Linux is very limited. It's limited in its size and it's limited what, can, what one it can do. It's not able to replicate itself. That's where Linux from scratch comes in. If Pocket Linux is fun, Linux from scratch is serious. A number of years passed after Pocket Linux in which I moved from being an Ubuntu user to being a dedicated Slackware user. I love Slackware, and I can't see any reason to move away from it as my daily drive. Slackware lets you install compact Linux systems. It gives you good control over what programs are installed on your system. But a full Slackware install does add many programs that you may never use or understand or want. This led me to thinking about doing Linux from scratch. Building from source guarantees that only what you want is on your computer. The Linux from Scratch distro is a book that can be found at linuxfromscratch.org. The latest stable release can be found there and will guide you through the process of putting your system together. I won't bore you with the details, I'll just give you my overall impression and things I learned along the way. And if you're looking for an install ISO, you need not apply. If you decide to tackle Linux from scratch, you'll need a few things to get the job done. You have to have a functioning computer with a Linux system installed. I'm biased and think Slackware is the best place to start. If you can install a Slackware system, you have got most of the skills needed to build Linux from scratch. If using FDIS or seeing NCURSE screens makes you queasy, you might want to hold off on Linux from scratch. As far as the computer goes, it doesn't have to be the newest and shiniest. But if you have Linux running on it, it is a candidate for rebirth. In my case, I used an IBM T30 laptop. It's solid hardware with a few interesting features like sliding carts for CD-ROMs and floppy drives. It has a legacy parallel port and a legacy serial port, as well as USB. And most importantly, it was cheap. 
Well, now that you've gathered the tools, you might ask, what skills do I need to build LFS? Do I need to be some kind of command line guru? Here's what I think. First and foremost, you need to be able to read and follow directions. The LFS book is well written, and I think anyone can get through the process. But you do need to read and follow directions. Take your time. Read and reread the steps at the beginning of each section. Getting those foundational steps done right will save you heartbreak later. I can attest. After re-entering the chi root environment in the middle of the build incorrectly, I was left with a subtly broken system that wasn't discovered until deep into the build process. This led to a trail of tears. As far as the actual command line goes, if you can move around the Linux file system, make files and folders, understand things like permissions, create users, you're well on the way to being able to build Linux from scratch. If confronted with a problem, your first answer is sudo apt-get install. You might need to brush up some. But luckily, Hacker Public Radio has many episodes on using the command line. One utility and skill that I found essential uh, to building Linux from scratch is the general purpose mouse. The first time I ever encountered this utility was installing Slackware. Near the end of uh, a Slackware install, you're confronted with a question that says something like, do you want console mouse support on boot up? I really didn't know what it meant. And it wasn't until I built an LFS system that I really began to appreciate the power of cut and paste in the console. The first time I tried building LFS ended in a complete failure. Trying to type in a long picket fence said command ended in frustration and brought the, the whole project to an end. Cutting and pasting between consoles made Linux from scratch possible for me. It's not hard to use the console mouse, but it's different than a GUI mouse, and it takes a little practice to get used to it, and I think it's essential to an LFS build. So in the end, after you, if you take your time, read, and not consume too many adult beverages while you're building from source, you too can build a Linux system from scratch. Hours of dot slash config, make, make test, and make install will get you there. And as an added bonus, watching GCC output beats anything on TV these days. So what are you left with when uh, on your first boot up? You're left with a very minimal system. Even the maintainers admit that. Beyond Linux from Scratch, also at linuxfromscratch.org, will take you to the next level. BLFS guided me into adding enough programs to be able to record and upload this podcast. My system is growing, but at a measured rate. When every program takes time to build, it makes you think more about what to add and why. And I think it's a good mindset. It's so easy to get into the install the newest app, use it a couple of times and forget about it way of doing things. Linux from scratch will cleanse you of this habit. LFS also helps you to appreciate one of the virtues of open source software, the source code. I'll admit, the first time through LFS, you're not looking at source code. You have one and only one thing on your mind, getting her done. But now as as I've expanded my system, I do take the time to read the readmes and the install notes of these programs we hold so dear. So what's in the future for my LFS system? I'd like to learn more about package management, and I'd like to try to learn about automating the build process. I think it'd be really cool to start a script and come back a couple days later to a shiny new command prompt. In conclusion, I know LFS isn't for everyone, but the book is worth reading no matter what. It gives details to how Linux-based systems work and are held together, 
that any Linux user can benefit from. Thanks for listening. And I know the lady in the outro will say, email, email me if you have a comment, but I say, record a podcast. It's fun. Brian in Ohio, signing out. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.